1: Looking for happiness? Do you feel like happiness is non existent in your marriage? Does it frustrate you when you perceive other couples to be happy and wonder why you can't have that too? Happiness is a common pursuit that people long for. Many people have gone great lengths to experience and achieve happiness in life. This idea that no matter what is going on, you feel good, you feel happy. Today, we will discuss why we are driven with a desire to experience true happiness and how to look for true happiness when it is hard to find.
0: Hey, we're Anna and Jennifer Smith, your host of the Marriage After God podcast. Hi! <laughs> and today's episode is brought to you by something special, The Marriage Gift, 365, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. It's our newest book. Why did we write this book? Well, there have been hundreds of thousands of couples who have already taken our Marriage Prayer Challenge and gone through our 31 Prayers for My Husband and Wife books. And we wanted to introduce to them and you an entire year of marriage prayers to encourage each and every marriage, to build a powerful and daily habit of prayer with and for their spouse. We believe prayer is one of the greatest gifts you can give to your marriage, so that is why we called it The Marriage Gift. It's 365 prayers for your marriage, one for every day of the year. This book has been in the making for over two years now, and we're so excited for each one of our listeners to pre-order this book. The Marriage Gift gift releases on October 17th, but you can pre-order it right now and be one of the first to receive it when it's released. Please visit themarriagegift.com to pre-order your copy today.
1: Okay, okay, okay.
0: It's been announced officially. (laughs)
1: It's official. We're so excited to finally tell everyone in the whole wide world that we wrote a
0: book, another book. If you follow us on Instagram, we did post about it, uh, was it last week? Mm -hmm. And now you're hearing it from us today. And we just sent an email. So this is like, we kind of like finally just have announced it. Yep. That's good. We've been, you know, hinting at it and saying things here and there, but it's, yeah, we're, we're like down to the wire. This is coming out in October. We're so excited. Yeah. What's cool is you can pre-order right now. It's on Amazon and so many people already have, which is amazing. They've been messaging us. I love the cover. Yeah. It's so cool. Such a
1: good one. Okay. So that's a big, that's a big thing for us. We've been working hard on it.
0: Um, we still got a lot of work to do with the marketing (laughs) and stuff, but
1: what else is going on in Aaron and Jim? I heard you,
0: I heard you took the kids, um, to swim lessons.
1: Yes, I jumped on a bandwagon with a friend who is also doing swim lessons for some of her younger kids. And so I just thought, there's a few of our kids that don't know how to swim yet. And I threw them in. And it's been really fun.
0: Tru- true doing it, right?
1: True and Wyatt. And yeah.
0: so Wyatt, Wyatt kind of learned how to swim. Yeah, last I just year. wanted to
1: make him like a confident swimmer. And I don't know. It's It's been really fun to watch them.
0: Okay. Yeah, I know they were nervous at first, but it sounds like they're having a lot of fun. which is
1: Super really cool. fun. I actually really enjoy settings where the kids are learning from someone else and I'm just kind of watching. I don't know. It's
0: right. Well, what I like about it is we can come back to the kids later because sometimes they have a hard time listening to us. <laughs> like that's what kids do. We can yeah. say, Hey, you listened to that other teacher really well. We need that. You should listen to us too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like we can kind of use it as like an example because they do see the difference. So wow. I, I like that.
1: I've just enjoyed it. Like the, the their piano teacher, jujitsu teacher. like and they're the, all different kinds of teachers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gleaned from them too. I'm like, Oh, I need to add this to when I'm teaching homeschool or character or whatever. I need to be patient. I need to be kind. I need to make is, it fun.
0: It is good that <laughs> they, they learn how to, because one of them, I always tell the kids, one of your main goals right now is to learn how to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, So being around other teachers is important. Yeah. Those are the teaching styles, other personalities, so that's really cool.
1: Something else that happened this week was, um, Truett and Wyatt were playing with another friend at jujitsu, um, after class. And I overheard Truett, he's four. And he just randomly asked the little boy, do you know, God, <laughs> and he, he little, does it a lot. Actually, the little boy said, yeah, he's my friend. <laughs> it is <was> really <laughs> cute. But I just thought it's so interesting when, like when things like that pop up and it's like unprompted. Uh, and then that led into a good conversation during family Bible time this morning. And some of our other kids chimed in on like, they, they were talking about how some of the kids have a tendency to do it and the others feel nervous or like that mm-hmm. it, it doesn't come as naturally or they worry about, well, what's, what's the response going to be? And it was just a really cool conversation coming from my kids.
0: Uh, speaking of truth, we, I took him to the park the other day and he runs up and he's like, dad, he's like, can I? can I, th- that little boy over there, can I, can he be my friend? And I'm like, sure. you can get that. He's like, but what if he doesn't know God? I was like, go ask him. I don't know if he does or not. Not everyone does. And it was just funny. Cause he's always thinking about that. Yeah. And I was like, but yeah, go play with him. He's like, and then he stood there for a while looking at me. I was like, it's okay. You could go. And he was, you got nervous after asking me. He's really funny. I That's like cool. him
1: a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I like, I like seeing them hit that growth spurt of like, they're not really like a baby or or a younger kid anymore, but like, he's going to be five soon. They're learning independence. Like it's like
0: their own person. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It is cool.
1: Okay. Anything else before we move on? I don't think so. Okay. We're jumping right into AI. Are you ready?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You put this note. I want to know know. what you put this one. Okay.
1: So, um, we've actually had some good talks about AI recently. I don't know if you guys are talking about AI in your marriage, artificial intelligence.
0: It's a. I feel like it's, it's everywhere. A, well, it's happening now. It's just it's a real thing now. I, I use it a lot.
1: <laughs> so. Okay. Well, the reason that I'm bringing it up right now is because uh, when we do these episodes, or like I look for a definition, mm-hmm. I like to share with you guys. I went to go Google about happiness because that's the topic for today, and it now gives you a summarizer, like an AI summarizer of In Google. Um, This was in a different browser that you have on the computer, but I do think that, I don't know, it's random, but it'll say by AI and it'll have the links to like where AI pulled the information from, but it's essentially just summarizing into, it's not quite a definition, but it's summarizing what people said. pulling these
0: other main like themes that pop up often about this topic.
1: So when I typed in the word happiness, this is what the AI generator summarized for (laughs) us. (laughs) Happiness is a state of well-being that encompasses living a good life with a sense of meaning and deep contentment. It is often described as an emotional state characterized by feelings of joy, satisfaction, contentment, and fulfillment. The definition of happiness can vary from person to person, but is often described as involving positive emotions and life satisfaction.
0: So AI is going around and it's grabbing what other people
1: have said about it,
0: and yeah, and yeah. conglomerizing or yeah. whatever, whatever the word is, all these different <laughs> ideas. Um, what's interesting about this is this is a more concise definition of happiness because we're going to break down what the what we generally look mm-hmm. for in happiness. Mm-hmm. But this, I like that this pulled out things like satisfaction, contentment, fulfillment, purpose, mm-hmm. meaning. Uh, those are much deeper things than just emotions. Yeah, but often emotions come from them. So.
1: Pretty good. Yeah, pretty it, good. AI. AI, AI is pretty crazy. <laughs> um,
0: it's, I know, I know it's really controversial right now, but, um, I think there's going to be a lot of good that it can be used for, but there's also going to be a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. So, okay. on that.
1: so people are also really creative. Um, when I was searching about happiness, I stumbled upon this video that popped up and it was like a short, it was a short film that, uh, <laughs> it was animated and it was about this rat okay and it was placed in like a new york style setting and if you can imagine like all the billboards on the sides of um uh buildings yeah. or or even like going there was a scene going up an escalator and you just see all the moving everything's flashy and yeah, all, the all the advertisements all the advertisements all all the branding and the logos were very recognizable i mean all the brands you can think of but instead of the word of that brand all of them were replaced with happiness in so that key it
0: said happiness instead exactly of, starbucks you know, it starbucks. said happiness oh. but it
1: was all in their branding and so it was really done very cleverly and it just immediately hit me because i'm like man all the things that we chase in life all these extra little
0: the quote unquote make us feel happy
1: yeah but it's like but we don't see it as happiness we just see it as oh i got to i, I got to have that thing or i want that thing i got to have mm-hmm. that coffee i got to have those shoes i got to you know and it's like But this guy, whoever created this thing, just put happiness, labeled everything happiness. And it was funny because you see that chase Mm. for what it is. I thought that was really, really interesting.
0: And convicting because it's true. And that's one of the things we're going to talk about is is how we define our happiness and what we're looking for to make us happy um, rather than finding it in the right places.
1: Yeah. And by the end of it, it basically showed that like nothing lasts because this rat was chasing after these different things, which we'll talk about a little bit later, but that that feeling of happiness mm-hmm. doesn't last. Once you get that thing, then yeah. it goes away and you start looking for the next thing that makes you feel happy.
0: Well, speaking of what makes you feel happy, <laughs> what does, what is happiness to you? What
1: What makes you happy? For you, Jennifer. <laughs> no, what makes you happier?
0: <laughs> what makes me happy? Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking about it. Um, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I put things into like a bucket of like, Ooh, that's going to make me feel happy.
1: Okay. Wait, let me, think fi- I, let me, let me change the question. So what are those times that are like picture perfect or like, you know how you take a mental picture mm-hmm. in your brain? Have you ever experienced a moment and you're like, yes. I want this moment to last forever. What's that?
0: Yeah. The, bu- the, the bummer is, is I, they never do. I like know. I think about, I, I, even when I think about things that are coming up that I'm really excited about, like trips we're going to go on, I look back to past trips that I was excited about going on and how they're years behind me now. Yeah. And I just know like, oh, that thing's going to come up and it's going to go by so Time is fast. Time tricky. Um, so yes, there are things that, so the other day we were at the lake with all of our you know, yeah. church and our kids and they were playing and I was sitting in a, a, lawn, a, a lawn chair.
1: Being lazy. Uh, what is it? Not a lawn chair. It's a
0: <laughs> beach chair. And I was just looking at the water, and it was warm, and it was breezy, and, and no one was talking to me. I was just kind of there, yeah. and I was really happy. That's awesome. <laughs> I was enjoying there it. There was another yeah. time
1: where you, you we have like this little pop-up tent, and it's like half a tent. And just to block the sun, I looked over, and you were laying there all by yourself, just...
0: With my, I was taking a nap. I felt good.
1: And like every like thirty seconds, I turned around to see if you had moved or anything. And I really wanted to wake you up because I just I wanted to take a turn. I wanted to. Well, be you eventually what you were doing. did. You're I like, All right,
0: Get up. I want to lay down because <laughs> it looks so nice, huh? <laughs>
1: well, what happened was is I could justify it because Edie fell asleep on my lap, and I was like, oh, if I wake him up now, I'll just tell him I want to lay down with Edie. Oh, and then Okay. So sorry. So you took my happiness. <laughs> um, um,
0: I was. I, I wait. Yep. Another thing I thought about: I was walking by. Um, as we were coming to record this, I was walking by our back doors and I saw my grass and it looks, <laughs> I know this is weird. I'm like, I'm old guy now. I'm like, man, I really like my grass. Oh. I've worked really hard for that. And it's. I mean, it's not perfect, but it's mine. And I just really liked it. You know it what's funny happy. is
1: <laughs> literally today I had that exact same thought and I think it's because you mowed it yesterday. And so it, it was really very, nice. it was very recognizably Well, and it's gre- it's
0: greening up quite nicely because I've kind of got the water down right yeah. this this year. I've had a hard time Could with you hop on the grass. Yeah? I know I'm, I'm <laughs> happy. With my grass.
1: Okay. Going back to this question, this question, what makes you happy? I think for me, when I, when I feel like we're in a space, especially with you and I and our family where there's not like a very specific hardship or, or thing that we're dealing with, like everyone's healthy. We're Comfort. outside on a warm, sunny day. You know, cruising on our bikes like that is,
0: and we're not worried about something behind. There's
1: us, no rush um, to get somewhere. There's no work to be done. It's just us, yeah, doing something together. That makes me happy.
0: That is quite nice.
1: It's simple, but mm-hmm. it's
0: nice. Um, some interesting stuff that you kind of you found in your research with this. Uh, why don't you share some of that and how it pertains to marriage? Which is, I thought was really interesting also.
1: Okay. So I was reading this blog post by Unheard, which I've actually never heard of. Uh,
0: It's Unheard of. Yeah, it's Unheard
1: of. But uh, it's there. Uh, And as I was reading it, it said that there was this study done where they found that the best predictor of happiness in America was marriage.
0: Which is interesting.
1: I know. So basically, this is what it says. I'm just going to read it to you guys because I didn't have enough time to wrap my head around it to just Mm -hmm. Regurgitate. Americans who are married with children are now leading happier and more prosperous lives on average than men and women who are single and childless. It goes on to say that this truth is borne out yet again in new research from the University of Chicago, which found that marriage is the most important differentiator of who is happy in America and that uh, falling marriage rates are a chief reason why happiness has declined nationally. The research, surveying thousands of respondents, revealed a startling 30% point happiness divide between married and unmarried Americans. 30
0: 30 percentage points of like someone feels happy or or not as happy is between married and unmarried. Yeah. That's amazing. I know. I thought it so, was pretty, so cool. I was doing some research on um an article and potentially a, po- a podcast that we can do in the future about divorce. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I was looking up in the in the statistics mm-hmm. cuz I was trying to pinpoint um you know when divorce started getting like ramping up. Mm-hmm. And there was a years ago, there was a court case that allowed no fault divorce. And from that point forward, divorce started like getting much, much more wide spread, but then it's been declining. And I was like, well, that doesn't, that doesn't, um, uh, fit my narrative that I was trying to explain. Yeah. I was like, well, why is it declining? And then I was doing more research. It's because marriage, uh, marriage rates are declining. Oh, so there's less divorce. There's less divorce because there's less marriage. That's crazy. So it's not that wow. people are staying married longer; it's that people aren't getting married at all. Wow. So when you just were reading the the failing or failing marriage rates, uh-huh. falling marriage rates, it's because there's less and less people mm. getting married. Wow. Yeah, which is really sad.
1: Yeah, because what does that mean for society or culture? Yeah. Okay. Well that's not our topic today. Well, based but... off
0: this based off these statistics, less happy. Less happy. <laughs> at <least. for>
1: sure. <laughs> um why do you think that I mean, obviously we, we we can't go into what these people did on this survey, but why do you think people are happier being married?
0: Well, I believe in God's design. It doesn't mean that every single human being in the planet is called to be married. I couldn't say that mm-hmm. for a fact, um, but marriage by design fulfills many things that are in us naturally. Mm-hmm. Like no one wants to be alone. Like God says to himself, it's not good for man to be alone. So he gave him a, a helpmate, a, a woman for him to enjoy and to, to minister with and to, to take care of the earth with mm-hmm. and do all these things. So that that those truths haven't changed.
1: Yeah, that word. We still need people. Yeah, that word loneliness uh, came up into my mind when I was reading this article, and I thought back to all the times in marriage where I was unhappy or frustrated with you or frustrated with our condition of marriage at that moment. And I remember, especially in the early years, I used to think back. I wish we were just dating. Cause for some reason there was oh, man, this ideal I or miss,
0: I don't miss that phase well, of life at all. <laughs> but
1: for me, there was this idea like this picture in my head that when we were dating, we fought less or, or that things weren't as serious or we, you know, less what,
0: obligation, but less I never, responsibility, yeah. yeah,
1: but I never went as far back as I wish we weren't together. or I wish I didn't know you oh, that's interesting. because yeah. I didn't want to be alone. I just wanted to be in a different time that made it to where it didn't feel as difficult. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I don't know, uh,
0: but it, it, it's true. It's like, we, I th- I think about it I'm like I I love that I have you it w- even with all the hard things. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't trade that for singleness personally. Mm-hmm. I know other people have. I know that's something that when we get into these that kind of what we're talking about today, I'm not happy. I yeah. need to find happiness. Pursue it. And we pursue something else that mm-hmm. that ends up not making us any happier. Um but we think it will.
1: Okay. One last thing before we move on from this article that I was talking about. Um, I had scrolled down and read some of the comments of what people were saying about it. And one of them wondered that um, among those who were surveyed, who are happy and also married, uh, they wondered if they are also, if there's a like a common, like a, a correlation. commonality correlation between those people. Like um, I think they said specifically, like, are they religious? Hmm. And is there like a, something else that makes them happy. Not necessarily that they're married, but that certain life choices or ways of being contributed to that. And I thought that was interesting. Well, which goes back to the thought of people getting married less too.
0: Well, I would imagine it it does on some level go down to belief systems Mm -hmm. because like the, the group of people that are not getting married have a belief that marriage is not good. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be a group of people probably more commonly religious, Mm -hmm. um, many different religions are have a high, high um, view of marriage. Yeah. Um, And so I would say it goes down to belief. We had a whole episode on this idea of belief and how powerful it is and what, and why, what, what, what it does when we believe something causes us to act. So Mm -hmm. I would agree. And I think, again, I don't know, but I would conjecture that. Yes. They probably have a commonality of interesting uh, yeah, beliefs,
1: interesting things to think about. So, when it comes to happiness in marriage, we really wanted to talk about this. Even though, I mean, we say this all the time. We're not experts. We don't. We don't, you know, claim to have all the answers. All the super answers for you guys, but we do like to talk about things and have the discussion because, I mean, we've heard over the years, and really, it's been on repeat that if mm-hmm. someone's not happy uh, in their marriage, they kind of like look at their whole life and define it by that. Um, some people take matters into their hands as far as like, we already mentioned divorce and mm-hmm. pursuing happiness outside of marriage.
0: Um, well, and when you, some things that we've actually seen when, when, when a, a spouse, when a person defines their relationship by their happiness often, or sometimes they'll also look at their understanding of God in that same way. Mm-hmm. And i I've, I've, we've heard people say, God wants me to be happy. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm not happy. Yeah. Therefore, I need to change or leave or find someone else, Uh, which is it's not the biblical viewpoint of of what God like God does want us to be happy, but that's not his main focus. He's not trying to say like, oh, I want everything in your life to make you happy. So it's just good that we're talking about this, because if we have a what we believe about happiness is going to dictate how we Mm -hmm. respond to times when we're not happy.
1: Yeah. And in a world that tells you to pursue happiness, we kind of wanted to get in your ear today and say, hold up, (laughs) wait a minute. Let's evaluate this. What is it? What does it mean to be happy? Why does it matter to our marriage? And if we're not happy, if we're, if we're, if we don't find happiness in our marriage, what can we do?
0: mm -hmm.
1: Because our vows matter. Yeah. And so we don't want to overlook that.
0: Yeah. And there's a, um, there's a reason some, uh, there's, there's seasons in our marriages, some longer than others that we're not happy, mm-hmm. that those, all those good feelings of peace and, and contentment and satisfaction aren't, they're non-existent. They are far and few between. They're, they're coated in hurt, frustration, discontentment, loneliness, exhaustion, mm-hmm. um, pain, uh, and
1: every marriage goes through the, goes through these seasons.
0: We, this is, this is life where you're not going to not have those seasons. It's impossible because you have two human beings who have their own personalities, their own backgrounds, their own histories. And that
1: we can attest to because we are not always happy in our marriage that we have I'm gotten...
0: always happy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we have definitely gone through seasons, um, where like in the beginning of our marriage, I would say that was probably the most unhappy we've ever been. That was a really, really strenuous part of our relationship.
0: I would say it was in the top.
1: It definitely, because I in the feel top. like there's
0: been some then, seasons. Well, since I mean, then. we've been
1: married for almost 17 years, so since then, there's been seasons in and out that we have both individually mm-hmm. struggled with feeling happy. Yeah, for
0: sure. I would say that that in the beginning, it was the most consistent feeling. It was of like a big chunk of contentment Yeah, yeah, um, and and unhappy and. A, general unhappiness Mm -hmm.
1: which you can see if like left unchecked left untreated left um to develop into a motivation for leaving like we were on that trajectory yeah we were close to that we were close to that um
0: and what's funny is if you would have known us back then and there's many that do uh from the outside we looked happy yeah we looked like we were kind of doing great but on the inside we were not yeah the opposite for sure yeah so you know even though we got through that first season we've had many since um, but what we're talking about is the, the fact that uh we are going to have hard seasons we are mm-hmm. going to have seasons of of not feeling great mm-hmm. not feeling happy um but like you were mentioning earlier if someone's defining their entire marriage their entire relationship and life and life uh by these hard times or by feeling happy, right? Like, no, I'm happy right now. So this is perfect. But then the moment you're not, the moment something affects that, Mm -hmm. if that's how you're defining where you're at, that's like a really unstable, it's not, there's no stability in that because, uh, outside forces can affect that Mm -hmm. without your control. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think like what one thing I want to talk about is I think there's a, there's a, a more stable way of, of viewing our marriages than just seeing happiness as the f- the main focus mm-hmm. like i'm trying to have a happy ever after yeah you know we've been convinced of that by all sorts of movies over the years and books is like oh that's what we're looking for is happily ever mm-hmm. after um speaking of that a little funny thought every single time i watch a see a movie and there's like a love story whether it's a cartoon animated movie and there's like this relationship and it's like oh It's so beautiful. It was like it was full of turmoil and full of adventure and full of all this, and then they finally get together. I always think like, well, it's great that they just showed like this moment where they're in love. I said, but a lifetime is a long time, (laughs) and I just think about marriage and how the reality of it is. Yeah. And often when they do a sequel, that relationship doesn't even exist anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, they don't even show you all the hard stuff. They just they they glamorize that one moment in time rather than the reality of life. Mm.
1: Um, Which is kind of what we. I mean, we look for those moments for sure. And we idolize them yeah, in some them way we put pedestal. them on a pistol and we want that. And we want that to just be a continuous <laughs> constant filling, but that's not reality.
0: Do you remember the last, I was at the last episode where we were talking about goals
1: mm-hmm.
0: and how yeah. we make the goalpost. Yeah. The, that like, Oh, that's the, what we're looking mm-hmm. for. And, and once I get there, I'll feel good, but forgetting and not realizing that the journey is what we want. Yeah. Like that. We actually want to live a life Mm -hmm. moving towards joy and peace and satisfaction. Not like once we get there, that that's when I'll have it.
1: Right. That's good. Um, Also, when you're talking about being unstable, like if you're only, if you're only, um, living life based off these emotions, Mm -hmm. um, I thought about how contentment, which we mentioned earlier as the AI generator summarizer gave us mm-hmm. as part of the definition for happiness was deep contentment Um, that requires self-control to be in a state of stability where you yeah. where you can look at life regardless of what's happening around you and say, wow, I have a really, I have, I have an appreciation for life, mm-hmm. marriage, family, whatever's going on right now and be content in that mm-hmm. moment
0: well speaking about trying to define what happiness is why don't we talk about what happiness is like if we were to define it what would some words you would say you you said contentment right yeah but before thinking of contentment before we got AI's okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know version of happiness what kinds of things would fun. we think of fun yeah that was something I thought as like I was thinking about the beach I was like that was fun
1: yeah
0: um, uh, pleasure yep right? Pleasure is a, is something that brings happiness. I'm thinking of many different types of pleasures, you know, in marriage and outside of marriage.
1: I would say like no stress, no, no challenge, no, nothing hard.
0: Yeah. So comfort, Comfort. stress-free. Um, so again, I I go, I walk by my grass and I'm like, Oh, it's just there. It's mine. There's nothing. (laughs) It's so simple, right? So I think of, we can think of happiness in these terms, Right. And, and all these things do bring happiness. Like when you're having fun with your family, yeah. you're bringing happiness into the home mm-hmm. when you're, you know, when there's pleasure in your marriage, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially, I mean, st- the stress-free one is a really big one. Uh, when I think about th- the things that make me the happiest that the times when there's, I'm not thinking about work, I'm not thinking about yeah. finances. I'm not thinking about struggles or, or relational issues. I'm, I'm just in the moment enjoying it stress-free. Yeah. Yeah. It's pleasant. Um, but, and those are all good things. Um, but technically let's talk technically for a minute. So biologically, like what is the, if you were to truly define what's happening when someone feels happy, when someone's feeling these, these emotions, their chemical responses in our body.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And the reason I want to bring this up is because I think it'd be helpful for us As Christians, as husbands and wives, to recognize the difference between the flesh and the spirit, recognize the difference between like because if we just say the word happiness, like okay, like God wants us to be happy. Of course, He talks about being blessed in the Bible. We're going to get to some of those scriptures here in a minute, but but technically, like in our bodies, God has created us a certain way. God has created us with receptors and and hormones, all that, and those get interpreted in our physical. Um and how we respond to things, how we like crying or smiling or laughing or um exhilaration, all those things come, but they're what they are is they're chemical responses. A hormone gets released in the body, in our brain, goes to different receptors, our receptors receive them, they trigger other responses in the body that make us feel happy, mm-hmm. good. Um, so things like sex, food, words of affirmation, those things are external stimuluses. Yeah that cause your body to release these hormones that then are attributed to our happiness or feeling good. Mm -hmm. Those chemicals are serotonin, dopamine, endorphins, oxytocin. Many of those get released during sex. Many of those get released during eating food or working out Mm -hmm. or doing something fun with like all sorts of things that release these things in our bodies. They're released in different ways at different times. And, uh, when we experience the, something that our body wants and enjoys, that's what happens. So we're discussing happiness. We're discussing like these these things like, oh, looking at the grass, that makes me feel happy. Why? I'm looking at it and something in my brain's happening of looking at it freshly cut, looking at it green, that the pleasures of my eye looking at it are releasing something in my brain that makes me feel good about that. Do you think, sorry to cut you off, do that's you right.
1: think that part of it too is just the knowing, the knowledge of the work you put into it, the cost yeah, of what pridefulness. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's like a sense of pride that like you've, you've experienced the grass when it wasn't, when it wasn't full and luscious and green. And I and also you, experienced it when it was dirt. You put the work yeah. into it to make it what it was. And so, yeah, sense of pride,
0: which that also releases those endorphins releases those, those different hormones that makes me be like, wow, I feel good right now. Mm-hmm. And got like the Bible talks about the flesh, or the desires of the flesh. And that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So when we crave something, it's because that thing that we crave, when we had it.
1: We know it's going to make us feel good.
0: It released those chemicals. And our brain's like, I like those chemicals because they again. feel good. Yeah. Do that again. Yeah. That's how God made us. Mm-hmm. He made our bodies to, with these hormones. They're all good from him. Is it When he made us, he said it was very good. But it's when we allow those chemicals to control us or define us. That's when we get into a problem. Um, so those chemical processes in our body, um, they're good, but when they're left to be in charge, they will lead us into unhealthy and sinful behaviors, which is why the, so when the Bible says to, um, put to death, the deeds of the flesh, it's not just saying something spiritual, it's saying something physical. It's why fasting is a is a real thing. Fasting is a spiritual discipline, but what it is is it's training your body. It's training your mind, your stomach. It's saying, I know that my body wants this thing, needs this thing actually, and if I don't have it, I will die. But it's saying, I'm going to tell my body no for the sake of the spirit. And so um, here's here, an example of letting the flesh, so letting the flesh be in charge. So sex is good. God made it. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing. But sex outside the boundaries of marriage is not good. Mm -hmm. So God gave us all the chemicals in our brain to enjoy sex. But if you're
1: not self-controlled and you start looking for that and doing that outside of your marriage, yeah, you're going to have the consequences.
0: Yeah, and if you find, and if you get those hormones from other ways, other than how God designed it, that unhealthy way becomes a destructive behavior. Yeah. And so we see if we start defining happiness in the sense of like, well, am I being led by my body, my flesh, my hormones, or am I being led by the spirit? Mm. Th- those are the questions we get to ask. Um, so what do you, what are your thoughts on that real quick?
1: No, that's really good. I could just sit here and listen to you. Oh, <laughs> it's my voice. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. Keep going.
0: So, um so often this is the happiness we seek. Yeah. So w- when we were defining happiness like fun, we want something that's going to make us feel good. Mm-hmm. We want we want to experience things that are going to release these chemicals in our brains.
1: That's what I've <laughs> I've dealt with with food. I feel like for a really long time, um like a coping mechanism of like I don't feel good right now, what can I do? It's the quickest way to get that response mm-hmm. in my brain and my body to change my mood. And it was only like probably what, two or three months ago. I remember we were on a drive somewhere and I, and I told you this, I said, I feel like for the first time in my life, I've, I've been able to have self-control in this area of food and it feels empowering. It's so cool to be able to,
0: it's so, it's so empowering
1: Yeah, to walk in.
0: And so th- think about the, the physical version of happiness versus the spiritual version of happiness.
1: Yeah. Two very different things.
0: They're two very different things because I I always think of Paul in prison singing and he's, and he's there
1: or Peter in
0: prison. Like they had a different kind of happiness. It wasn't happiness based off their circumstances. It wasn't happiness based off of feeling good. They were half naked or fully naked, beaten, hungry, cold in Mm. the dark. And yet crazy, they have a different kind of happiness. Yeah. And I, and that's the kind of happiness that God wants for his children. Mm -hmm. Not that we're just sitting here in our flesh at the whim of those hormones, whether they're good ones or bad ones, which gets me to the other half of this is when we don't feel happy, those are also chemical responses in our brains.
1: Yeah. Just the negative side of.
0: Yeah. That God and God also gave us those, Mm -hmm. um, the physical, those responses when we get hurt or when we're afraid, um, those are those natural responses of the body release cortisol or adrenaline or actual pain signals from our, our nervous, nervous system in yeah. our body. Those are also good things. But when you live in those too long, they're bad for you. So on both sides, if you just operate in the flesh, mm. let's say you have just a life full of happiness and all the good, happy chemicals in your brain. You're, you're literally jumping from one addiction to the next, trying to keep those chemicals because your body gets adjusted to the amount that is released and then it needs more, mm. but you go the other way, cortisol, adrenaline, those things, when there's too much in your body, you start having health problems. You start having
1: uh, oh, you mental problems. Yeah.
0: You start having, uh, uh emotional problems. Yeah. So God doesn't want us to be at the whim of our flesh. Mm. Because our flesh, when left to itself, it gets into all sorts of trouble.
1: Going back to that word um, stability that you brought up, you, you can kind of see the scales when you're oh, yeah. talking about the negative and the positive responses to stimulus. I don't have much more to say about that, but just that word stability <laughs> means a lot to me right now as I'm listening.
0: <laughs> yeah. So are we going to be people that are just at the whim of the bad chemicals and the good chemicals in our brains? Like those, those aren't going away. They're there. God gave, they're good things when under the control of the spirit of God, when under the control of the will of God. So what that means is you can be filling the adrenaline from fear, but still be at peace knowing what God says. So you could feel that it could be f- physically happening in your body. Like I feel like I'm going to die mm-hmm. and still have the peace of God that surpasses all understanding wash over us and be, and live in that peace. That's where you get things like bravery or courage. Yeah, Those are, those are things that are not chemical responses in the brains. Those are, those are actions taken despite what everything in your body is telling you. That's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: So for like, for people who want to experience the good chemicals and, and, experience happiness but they want something that they shouldn't or they're in, they're they're pursuing it in a direction that would be fatal to their marriage relationship or family what what is the choice there what is the choice they make to walk in a way that they experience what you're talking about
0: well i'd say what the word of god is to us mm-hmm. is the external stimuli that our spirits need. So our, our flesh, if we just walk in it, it's going to do what it wants. Yeah. If we walk in the spirit, we will not gratify the desires of the flesh. That's the words, that's what the word says. So looking to the word of God and letting that be the defining factor of how we f- what's true. Mm-hmm. Because what we feel we're going to is going to fight with what's true. Mm-hmm. And so often we, when we get in this place, like what I feel right now, like I want this thing, it's going to make me feel better. We're calling that truth and we're God saying, well, self-control yeah. is a fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And I want you to walk in that. So there's a, um, I always go back to God created us. He knows exactly how yeah. we work. He, like he designed our brains. He all of the things that how our bodies work it was his idea. <laughs> he totally understands it, so we can trust him. Yeah, and so <laughs> the, the an idea of what we're talking about in Ecclesiastes one seven through eight says, "All streams run to the sea, but the sea is not full. To the place where the streams flow, there they flow again." So he's sounds he, like a riddle, bit. Yeah, but he's what he's saying <laughs> is, "Is do you ever see the the, the oceans don't keep overflowing? Yeah, but yet yeah, water keeps going to them
1: mm-hmm.
0: ne- forever." And so the next verse, says, all things are full of weariness. A man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing nor the ear filled with hearing.
1: So this goes back to what you said about how our bodies get accustomed to or adjusted to the chemicals released. And then we want more.
0: Our eyes are never done wanting to see more things. Yeah. It's why the movie industry even exists. It's Mm -hmm. why uh, picture books have existed forever. It's why paintings and artists like, and just, what God created mm-hmm. people that want to just be out in nature. Like you'll, you haven't gone over a, a mountain crest on a hike and said, Oh, that's it. Yeah. I don't need to see any more.
1: Mm.
0: We've never seen enough. And the ear is the same. What it's saying is the flesh is never satisfied. Mm-hmm. And so if you try and feed the flesh, it will only want more always. If we feed just these, the carnal, when is it the, the idea of carnal means fleshly. Yeah. If we're just walking in the flesh, then we're just gratifying whatever the flesh wants, what it sees it wants, what it wants to hear it hears, what it wants to taste it tastes, what it wants to eat it eats, what it wants to drink it drinks, where it wants to go it goes. Mm -hmm. Rather than being subject to something else outside of your flesh, that then dictates your flesh. Mm -hmm. and says, no flesh, you go here. (laughs) I don't want to go there. Well, it doesn't matter Mm because this is the right place to go. This is the good place to go. Mm -hmm. Like when we're at odds, What's the right thing to do? Not the thing my flesh wants. Stop,
1: pray, hug, reconcile. My
0: flesh doesn't want none of that. <laughs> my flesh wants to be right. My flesh wants to be rec- justified. My flesh wants to be everything that like to protect I was me. Say, my
1: flesh wants to leave the house right now. My flesh wants to.
0: Well, that's another. Yeah. My flesh wants to run. My flesh wants to hide. My flesh wants to shut down or yell because that's how we deal with cortisol.
1: Yeah.
0: Because those are, again, adrenaline, cortisol. You're going to respond to that differently than I do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was another thing I was in that a book I'm reading. He was talking about how men do tend to respond differently in those, when there's a flooding of, of cortisol in the system. Um, on average men will shut down because it's just, they can't handle Too it anymore. Running. Where women who have a, a natural set, um, ability to handle more because of children, Mm -hmm. uh, um, and a a plethora of other things that dynamics that go on a woman's body and mind, um, can't handle more. Usually that's not, doesn't mean every single person that way, but
1: I think you mentioned this book in the last episode or two, but for those who might be new, what are you referring to?
0: It's, uh, the seven principles for making marriage work. Okay. Yeah. Um, I haven't finished yet, but I'm currently really, really enjoying it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, um, okay. So you're talking about if we live um, live by the flesh, eventually it will lead to destructive behaviors. Yes. And, and ways of being that, um, oppose God's word and what he said.
0: Well, and even if we don't identify those behaviors as destructive, if we are living a life where we're just trying to like, I I'm mad right now because you, you're not making me happy. I'm, I'm unsatisfied right now because you have done this thing that is that has taken stolen my happiness. Mm-hmm. You're getting in the way of my happiness. If we if we've put our these chemical responses again if we just boil it down to what it is on a pedestal, we idolize those those feelings of I need to be feeling a certain way yeah. all the, always with you. That's a destructive behavior in itself. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's not walking in the spirit. It's not seeking after what pleases God. It's not saying, okay, God, I don't feel happy right now, but the right thing to do is to do this. Mm -hmm. The right thing to do is to love my wife as Christ loves the church. The right thing to do is to submit to my husband. The right thing to like, my flesh never wants to do those things. Mm -hmm. Your flesh never wants to do those things. So,
1: uh, going back to that video that I watched about the rat, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it was really interesting. There's this part where, um, there's a flashing happiness sign for a new car. It's, it looks like a red Porsche or something a Happiness like that. car. It's a happiness car. <laughs> it actually looks really fun to drive. And so you see the next shot is him driving it and just cruising like up and down these hills, the wind's blowing, sun's out. It's awesome. And then he hits traffic and then he gets a parking ticket and it's just like, yeah. wah, wah, wah. Um, but it goes from that to then he um, sees a poster while while he's sitting in traffic for alcohol. And so then it shows him going bottle through of the bottles. It said a bottle yeah. of happiness and it shows him drinking to the point of passing out. And then it shows him getting a prescription for some drug and he jumps into a bottle of pills and then it switches the animate, the animation on the video switches completely. Cause it's like dream state, like yeah. euphoric, whatever effect that the drug had on him. But then comes, he comes down off of that and he looks miserable and then he's chasing money and it's just going from one thing to the next. And it was so interesting, but, um, at the very end he gets trapped in a mouse trap. But like his only his head and hands get trapped and he, and it zooms out and he's at a desk like just working away um, with a bunch of other. It, it, to me, you hear that phrase like mm-hmm. it's the rat race, you know, but he was just chasing one thing after another and everything let him down. Everything also gave him this huge disappointment and was leading him to these destructive behaviors. Yeah. But nothing stopped. It just kept going in that same direction.
0: Well, and we, and we do this in our marriages. We tend to, you know, as individuals, but also as a, as a couple, we'll say there's this thing in the distance. And once we get that, Mm -hmm. then we'll be happy. Yeah. You know, once my, once I get that new car, I'll be happy. Like Mm -hmm. you're just that, Mm -hmm. that rat race or that promotion, then I'll be happy or once my spouse starts treating me this way I'm, doing I'm then I'll X, be happy. X
1: Y and Z. Yeah. yeah,
0: once we get to a point together where we can mm-hmm. and it Romans 8:13 puts it this way, for if you live according to the flesh you will die. Mm-hmm. So how serious is it that we recognize what is fleshly and what is not? If you live according to the flesh you will die. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body you will live. Mm-hmm. So the deeds of the body is, it's living in such a way that we are essentially worshiping ourselves Mm -hmm. and how we feel in the moment or don't feel in the moment rather than what does God say? Yeah. You know, who are we in Christ? Um, So true, true happiness is much more than, than just a physical response to external stimuli. So physical happiness, those chemical responses is just that. It's just a chemical response that can be switched on or off based off of something going into your body or something that you're seeing um, or experiencing. Um, But God wants us to have something different, something much, much more than that physical response. Now, those physical responses are, are natural. They will come also, especially in the right confines, like in marriage. Yeah. That, the, you know, a lot of those chemicals are really good because they cause me to crave you. Right. Uh, so that's how God made us. But spiritual, our spiritual response, our spiritual happiness can come regardless of external stimuli. Like I was talking about with Paul and Peter in prison yeah. and their true happiness had nothing to do with their circumstances. It had everything to do with something else. Why don't you um, read that verse?
1: That last verse, mm-hmm. verse three, that is like that one of those mental pictures that, like, if I was that tree sitting by the water, yielding fruit, like I would just be the happiest,
0: <laughs> right? But it, it the first psalm, this first prayer, this first song, tells us how to have true happiness. That word "blessed," it all, it's, it's also used as happy. Mm-hmm. Happy is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, and th- this is. The, the man who is happy, this, this person who is blessed like this, does one thing and doesn't do another.
1: Delights in the law of the Lord, in the Word.
0: And doesn't seek or stand or walk with sinners and scoffers and wickedness. Mm-hmm. So he avoids those things and abides in another. He, he delights in the law of the Lord. He delights in the Word of God and meditates on a day and night. So his mind is on God's word. And because of that, he prospers. And when that when it's saying prospers like it we, I know we like to think of that like oh we'll be financial, we'll rich, be yeah. but again, this blessedness, this this happiness, it has nothing to do with our bank account or with the car that we have. Mm-hmm. Or our health, or f- the food in the refrigerator, one of those or the things, home we
1: have. Every single one of those things changes at some point.
0: Uh, yeah, it starts to de- the Bible de- deteriorate, says or it gets used. Or it says, "Don't don't be foolish, chase after wealth, for it's here today and gone tomorrow. Yeah. It withers like the grass. It's it's it just disappears."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So this thing he didn't say that we're like grass
1: planted by a stream.
0: No, we're a tree. <laughs> um, but if you see what it says, like it it says in its season it bears fruit. Its leaves never wither. Mm-hmm. So think about that as a, as a human, like when we aren't, when we're unhappy, discontent, unsatisfied, we're not in God's word We're our eyes are on the wrong things. We're looking for someone to just make us feel better or something to make us feel better.
1: I've heard other people say we're withering like when, when you're not like in God's word for a while, people will say, I just feel like I'm in a like spiritual drought. Or I just feel like I'm yeah. in a desert. Have you heard people say that?
0: Yeah. And we all know what that feels like Yeah, because we've all done it. Yeah. And I was just watching another video of someone that, a a place did a study about people reading the word of God and they took people and they said people that were reading the word of God four times a week had like 30%, you know, less depression, 30% more, you know, happiness, Mm -hmm. 30%. And it was like just giving these examples of people just being, just reading the word of God. They said like 65% less porn use, uh, like all these big numbers changing just from someone reading the Bible regularly. Mm -hmm. Uh, because it transforms us by renewing our noggins, and
1: then we make different choices,
0: and we th- but we also think differently. That's what we're trying to talk about today. Is if we think one way about happiness, then that's what we're going to do. Yeah. So in changing how we think about our life and saying, like, is is my marriage just here to make me happy right now? No, it's here to do so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I think you had a really good note on here about. How unhappiness is necessary. Can you share that?
1: Yeah, it was something that I was reading. Um, it that there was this there's this six week course study that Harvard puts out about happiness. That's interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um in it somebody somebody was reviewing this course and they pulled this quote from it and it says, Happiness requires some amount of unhappiness.
0: Mm-hmm because we need something to compare it to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, that, I think that's the point though, is if we just have a, having a spiritual view of our marriage, of mm-hmm. our life, of the things that we think make us happy, because there might be something that brings us happiness in our mind, in our bodies mm-hmm. that God's like, I don't want that for you. Mm-hmm. And so you actually have to choose to get rid of the thing that currently is making you happy. Like you said, like food was something that you used to comfort you. Right. I used to go to things that I shouldn't and I used to, to get, get I, satisfaction
1: and I would get really frustrated if I, if I restricted myself like on a diet or, or whatever. And you felt unhappy and I felt very unhappy, but it wasn't until I understood the purpose and the why and the, you know, reason why I was making that decision and agreeing with that and accepting it, that I actually felt happier without mm. the
0: thing. And more empowered and stronger yeah. and healthier. And, but you had to change the way you thought about it. Yeah. You had to change how you thought about the thing that you thought was making you happy. (laughs) Right? Yes. So I, I, like you said, we, we don't have the answers, but the, the things that we wanted to point out to you guys listening is, how are we defining our happiness in our marriage? Mm -hmm. Are we defining it based off of how we feel all the time? Are we just letting,
1: when it goes to that feeling, like that feeling comes and goes, it doesn't last and it's not realistic to have this desire to be happy all the time, knowing that.
0: Right. Well, when we recognize like, well, this is how I feel right now is, I mean, there's a, there is spiritual connotations to how we feel, but in general, the physical response, Mm -hmm. like when we, when you have adrenaline in your body, there's a actual physical feeling that you feel like, like you having a hard time breathing and your, your breath, your breathing's faster and you're sweating and you, you're like, I just need to go and run and get out of here. Cause your body's trying to, deplete that. Mm -hmm. But if we just look at our life and and are just trying to define it by those responses to the stimulus that's happening in our marriage or in our lives, we're going to miss out on the deeper happiness, that blessedness that God's calling us to experience with him. That is so much more stable because it has, it it is there and available to us as believers, Mm -hmm. regardless of how our spouse is being, regardless of our circumstances regardless of our health our bank accounts you name it yeah. whatever you, you're you looking at and think that's what I want to be happy God says no I want you to be satisfied with me and you'll be blessed with that and you'll be like a tree who is never withering and the fruit will come in its, in its season and you'll have the water of life flowing through your, your roots
1: Amen that was really good I feel like we could
0: keep going. Let's go. Okay. I was going to
1: say, I feel like we could stop right there. Okay. Right. Yeah, let's do it. That was really good. Okay. So thanks for listening guys. We really do enjoy podcasting and being here with you. And so thanks for, thanks for joining us. Uh, we always end every episode with a growth spurt, a moment where we can challenge you to do something specific. Um, that would encourage growth in your marriage. So, this month, the month of August, we want to encourage you to keep your eyes on the prize on your spouse.
0: <laughs> oh, your spouse is the prize. I like your what you did there. Your spouse okay. is the
1: prize. Dote over them this month. Um, to dote over someone means to show excessive fondness or love. Another definition said, even in a foolish way. But to dote over them, keep your eyes on them, um, go the lengths and go the distance to just make them smile. Okay. Wait, I just and
0: smile at them.
1: I was just going to say, do you remember um, the ha ha game from junior high or whatever? Okay. You lay on each other. You put your head on on their belly.
0: Well, one person lays on their back. The other person lays on their back, but at a, is it perpendicular? Yeah. So your your head, my head is on your stomach.
1: And then you take turns saying ha ha until, and you just go back and forth, back and forth. We did it in big groups. We did games, it. Yeah,
0: you do it with a lot of people. And the first person says, ha once the second person says, ha ha. And you, and you try and see how far you can get before everyone starts laughing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was actually really fun. So if you want to do that with your spouse, you can do that.
0: The ha ha game. The ha
1: ha game. <laughs> um, anyways, make each other smile this week and
0: just. And smile at each other.
1: Uh, yes. And just enjoy each other and try to be content in whatever's going on in life and marriage.
0: Awesome. Money. Pray for us. Okay
1: dear lord thank you for marriage whether times are good or more challenging we pray we would hold fast to one another we pray we would embrace and enjoy each other we pray we would be grateful for the ways we make each other happy lord help us to never idolize a state of happiness or pursue it above our relationship with you we pray we can accept the times of unhappiness in order to appreciate the times we experience pure joy may our emotions remain in control as we keep in step with your spirit in jesus name amen